Podiums, an audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Past Podiums. We have a special edition today, or or at least a a special new idea for a show format. I'm calling it Greatest Hits, and it will be an occasional series where I'll choose a competitor, someone who's a a legend, someone who has the career longevity and the accomplishments that are worthy of review and worthy of inquiry and analysis and reflection. And I'll select five pivotal events of that competitor's career. As I said, this is just going to be an occasional thing, something that maybe I'll just roll it out every now and then. But in my head, when I was coming up with this idea, I thought of it like this. If you think of it in uh, academic terms, Imagine that you're sitting in a college class, it's the beginning of the semester, and the teacher, the professor's handing out the syllabus, and on the syllabus there are five definitive texts that you're going to have to study throughout the semester, five books that epitomize or elucidate, yeah, I don't know, whatever the subject is, whatever the subject of the class is. Well, in our case here, you and I, instead of five definitive texts or books, we'll have five definitive performances that will show just why the chosen competitor is or was so great. And who better to start with than Slovenia's Janja Garnbret, widely considered to be the greatest of all time. Now, she's still rocking and rolling, of course, on the World Cup circuit, so the list I made for her greatest hits is certainly subject to change. It's subject to additions as time goes on. And honestly, I'm not even sure if I had to choose five events again. I don't even know if I'd choose the same five events. But I sat down yesterday, I looked at Yanya's long list of competition accomplishments, performances, her various medals, her various podium placements, World Cups, World Championships, And I selected five that I think showcase several things. Showcase certainly her physical skill, but also her versatility, her mental sharpness, all that stuff. I won't get too into her biography here, but I will mention just a few bullet points. She was born in 1999. She starts emerging onto the larger comp climbing scene as a young teenager quickly finds herself within the great lineage of other Slovenian powerhouses, Slovenian competitors who rose up before her. I'm thinking of Martina Chufar, Natalia Gross, Maya Vidmar, Mina Markovic. It's around 2013 then that Janja starts gaining some, some recognition at the European level first, and then from there her career just it it evolves and we'll get into that so let's get into it here they are my selections 
for Yanya Garnbrett's Greatest Hits. it makes the most sense to start where it all began and to that point the first competition to talk about is the 2015 lead world cup in chamonix france i say this is where it all began because this was yanya garnbrett's first time ever getting on a world cup podium on the adult circuit she was 16 years old at this time now she was quite decorated prior to this event on the youth circuit, to say the least. She had been on a number of big youth event podiums. For example, she won the European Youth Cup in 2014. She won the European Youth Championships in bouldering that same year, 2014. She would eventually actually win the Youth World Championships this same year, 2015. So she was just about as credentialed as anyone could possibly be on an international junior level or on the the international youth circuit. But this World Cup in Chamonix, I think, was really the moment or the time and the place that announced Yanya Garnbrett to the wider world as someone that was capable of being a force of nature on the adult circuit as well, and certainly a force of nature beyond just kind of the the more limited European circuit. July 10th through the 12th, 2015, were the dates for this lead World Cup in Chamonix. We'll examine mainly the final round, which was on July 12th. Yanya would eventually finish this event in second place. She'd get the silver medal. And I know to say that, up front here might sound like I'm spoiling the result or something, but to me, the second place finish is less important than the details that surround it or the details that are packed within it if if we start to really dive in. As we will see, this second place finish, this silver medal, was almost a gold medal for Yanya, and I think in some ways, even quite literally, it was as good as a gold medal. And I say that not meaning to take anything away from Yanya's Slovenian teammate, Mina Markovic, who would actually win the gold medal for this event. But Yanya came so close to winning this herself. I don't think it really would have changed history all that much if Yanya had won. She certainly made her presence known just fine with this silver medal. But missing out on a gold by such a slim margin, just reinforces how Yanya at this time was able to hang with the absolute best of the best. And I think to help explain that point a little more, let's look at the qualification round a little bit. Let's dive into the results. Jain Kim of South Korea topped both qualification routes. So Jain Kim is in the leader position early on here in Chamonix. Mina Markovic, who we just talked about, topped one of the qualification routes and scored a 45 on the other one. So Mina Markovic is in second place. 
Giant Kim is in first. And who is coming up right behind them? It is this phenom, this 16-year-old powerhouse, Yanya Garnbrett, who also topped one of the qualification routes and scored a 44-plus on the other qualification route. So to put a, a magnifying glass on those scores a little bit more, that means that Yanya was only separated from Mina Markovic by a plus. So already early on, things are so, so close here in Chamonix. Then in the semifinal round that follows, Jayan Kim, Mina Markovic, and Yanya Garnbrett, and along with Austria's Jessica Pills, top the route. So in the semifinals, Yanya is basically, or at least performatively, tied at the top of the leaderboard with what all the other leaders have done. And then we get to the final round. The route for the finals is a steep overhang with a bunch of big prism-shaped red features. And the route does a really nice job of separating the field. Throughout the final round here, there's never really much of a bottleneck anywhere in the scores. We get everything from scores of 26 plus to someone else gets a 32 plus. We get a 42 plus, a 43 plus, a 45 plus. I mean, listen to those. Listen to that separation. It just sounds like every section of this wall is really hard. And when you watch this final round, it's really tense because you see and you know that a competitor could fall at any point from the base all the way to the top. Jessica Pills is the competitor who climbs right before Yanya, and Jessica manages to get past all those lower scores. She gets higher than the 26 plus, higher than the 42 plus, higher than the 43 plus. She manages to get all the way up to a score of 47 before she falls. She gets, She's really close to the top, actually. She's working through some cross moves on a traverse of four cheetah pyramid-shaped volumes. She's really high up on the head wall, but she just kind of pumps out before she can reach that top hold. Great effort, though, for, for Jessica Pills. And then Yanya is up. And one of the best parts about going back and watching this final round from 2015 is listening to how prophetic some of the commentary is or, or, or would become. It is Johnny Brown and Doman Skofich on the call for this one. They're sitting in the booth with the microphones. At one point, we hear on commentary about Yanya, quote, if she's in the zone and if she's relaxed, you're going to see something really impressive. Great little nugget there. We also get a little bit later on, quote, if this girl is on form, you're going to see something special. So, I mean, just listen to the, the phrases that are being used there. Really impressive. Something special. It just kind of sounds like we're laying the groundwork for history to be made here. And, and, and as we would see, obviously, they are predicting the future here on commentary. So, Yanya cruises through the lower sections. She gets all the way up to the head wall, and she's on that traverse section, gripping those through those four cheetah pyramid-shaped volumes. She throws a really good drop knee in there as she does it, showing 
even at age 15, her technique was pretty flawless. The biggest thing here, though, is that she just never seems to get tired throughout this route that has just pumped out a lot of the other women, everyone really, before Yanya. Johnny Brown on commentary at one point is so emotive. He says, quote, this performance, this has, this has been effortless, absolutely effortless. It's like watching poetry in motion. Johnny Brown was so great at always just really adding some intensity on the call there. And Doman Skofich has maybe the most insightful or future predicting line of all when he says, quote, this is the future of climbing. When Yanya, when Yanya's on the wall, what else needs to be said, right? I think if nothing else, I highly recommend go and watch Yanya here on the head wall. The timestamp, it's two hours and 16 minutes and 47-ish seconds. Start it right around there and just check this out because it is so fun to, to watch. As said, Yanya does eventually top the route, and in large part because of the commentary, it does really feel like something truly special has has just been witnessed by all of us that that viewed this. Mina Markovic would come out after Yanya and top the route too, so ultimately Mina does win this one. Yanya takes the silver, as we said. But back to my original point about Yanya being almost as good as gold or, or, or just as good as gold, Yanya and Mina were the only two competitors in the finals field to top this route. Also, the fact that they are both Slovenian, the fact that this was Mina's 18th win or something like that, and that this was Yanya's first time ever making it onto a podium, just definitely adds to this feeling that a baton is being passed here and, and that we're, we're in the midst of a generation shift or what will become a generation shift. When talking about all that Yanya would do in the years that followed this Chamonix World Cup, in the years that would come after 2015, all the fame, all of the additional medal, all, all the additional medals, all the additional gold medals, taking competition climbing to the next level, I think a lot of that greatness is perfectly evident here in Chamonix way back in 2015. The next competition to talk about puts us several years after that Chamonix lead final from 2015. We're now in Vail, Colorado for the final round of the 2019 Vail Bouldering World Cup. So we've switched disciplines. The exact date for this one was June 8th, 2019. And the importance here is that this was the last stop on that 2019 Boulder World Cup circuit. And Yanya had won every single event thus far for this season. She won the Boulder event in Meiringen to kick things off. Then she won in Moscow, and then Chongqing, and then Wujang, and then Munich. So it all led here. And heading into this event in Vail, the big question on everyone's mind, fans, reporters, was could Yanya sweep the Boulder World Cup season? 
was something that had never been done before. Several competitors in history had come really close. Austria's Anna Stor had come close to sweeping the 2013 season. Japan's Akio Noguchi had come close to sweeping the 2014 season. Years before both of them, Sandrine LeVay had come really close to sweeping the 2004 Boulder season. But nobody had done it yet, so as said, Yanya was aiming to be the first. Let's get into the results a little bit for this event here at Vail, because I think looking at the full results really helps us paint a, a larger, grander picture of, of Yanya's performance right away. It seems like Yanya is in full control of her own destiny or, or is as good as ever because she flashes four of the five qualification boulders, and she's the only woman to do that. And even the, the fifth quality boulder that she doesn't flash, she gets up it in her second attempt. So Yanya seems almost formidable with her performance in this initial round. However, Akio Noguchi is not that far behind her in the scores. And I think this is something that is maybe forgotten by some fans or has been forgotten over time is just how much pressure Akio was putting on Yanya in this Vale event. It seems early on like any big challenge or any spoiling of that 2019 season sweep or potential sweep would likely come from Akio Noguchi if it comes from anyone. And to tug on that a little bit more, in the semifinal round, then, there's a bit of a dip. Yanya cannot top the first of the four boulders. And she, she does eventually flash the remaining boulders, all the rest. But that initial block, which she gets only to the zone on, is costly in a way, because it actually puts Yanya below France's Fanny G. Bear on the scorecards. And, and that means if the final round would go to count back, then, then it, it, it could mean that Yanya loses out to Fanny. We'll see if that happens. But there is another kind of offsetting anecdote here. Because yes, Yanya was not able to top the first boulder in the semifinals. But it also means that she only missed topping four boulders in total for this entire 2019 season. Every round, every event, only couldn't top four boulders. So even slipping a little bit down the leaderboard, a little bit down on the scorecards, just, just a tad here in the semifinals, right behind Fanny G. Bear, Yanya's supremacy is still quite evident, especially when you look at her season on a whole. And then we get to the finals. And these finals in Vail are a masterclass, not only in physical performance, but also in perseverance from Yanya. Because as we will see, there was a little bit of a comeback that Yanya had to amass throughout the four final, final round boulders. And the boulders on the whole in this final round are really hard. It's that kind of power style that has always been so prevalent in these Vail World Cups ever since really the, the first ever Vail World Cup. A lot of steep overhangs, a lot of really shouldery moves. So just to run through the boulders themselves briefly so we can paint a, a clearer picture of this. Boulder 1 has a starting coordination dead point with the right hand and then a 
barn door. And so the crux is, or at least the low crux, is being able to stop that barn door. Now, (laughs) what's impressive here is that Yanya doesn't really even barn door from this first move at all. She's able to employ uh, a much more static method and just exemplifies elite core control, tension control, avoiding that big barn door swing out. And then once she gets through that low section, there's more of a slab or or a vertical section higher up on the boulder. Yanya slips a little bit higher up, but but then cruises to the top on her second attempt. The second boulder features, again, coordination. It has a big coordination dyno, or a double dyno. Yanya takes a while to fine-tune this, this jumpy sequence. She does get up this boulder eventually, but it takes her a total of four attempts. And it only takes Akio Noguchi two attempts to top this one. And Akio also actually flashed the first boulder. So is in a little bit of a hole here after this second boulder. And suddenly the, the sweep of the season, which looked somewhat like a sure thing with how well she climbed in the qualification round, here midway through the finals, that sweep, that undefeated streak for the 2019 season, it's, it's in a little bit of jeopardy here. The third boulder is a, a kaleidoscope for lack of a better word, a kaleidoscope of white and black dual text blocks volumes in a dihedral, and then it also goes around an arete. Threading back to those struggles that Yanya had on the first boulder in the semifinals, Charlie Bosco, who's on commentary here, says, quote, it would be the most Yanya thing to do ever to come back from failing on the first semifinal boulder, looking a bit shaky on the first two in the finals, and then suddenly she's in the lead. Great call from Charlie because that is exactly what happens. That's exactly what Yanya does. She tops this third boulder in just two attempts. And in doing so, she takes the lead. Most of the other women in this finals field don't top this boulder. Akio Noguchi doesn't top this boulder. So it, it seems almost like Yanya has gotten better and better as this final round has progressed. And that makes for a, a wonderful climax of this fourth and final boulder for this for this show. This this last boulder is a cave boulder or roof boulder. It features a dynamic move up into an overhead double gaston. These kind of parallel blue globby volumes. It's a, it's a pretty iconic boulder. There's some great photos of of this boulder out there, but it is made iconic mostly because Yanya Garnbrett flashes it. Most of the other women don't top this one at all. Akio Noguchi does top it too. So it, it, that concludes a great over, overall round from Akio, but it is not enough to dethrone Yanya Garnbrett here. So Yanya Garnbrett does it. She sweeps the 2019 Boulder World Cup season. Immediately when it's confirmed, she gets a, a big hug from Akio Noguchi on the stage, on the mats. Great show of camaraderie there. Yanya Garnbrett is emotional. She's teary-eyed with joy, understandably. It's just, it's one of the most memorable scenes in competition climbing history. Yanya Garnbrett realizing she swept the 2019 season. And I think what's sometimes forgotten here is 
how Akio Noguchi and Fanny G. Bear, but mainly Akio Noguchi, at least as the finals progressed, did put that pressure on Yanu Garbrett at various at various points, as I mentioned earlier. This was never a gimme victory by any means for Yanya Garbrett. And you could even say that Yanya showed some tenacity here in Vale that she would draw upon a couple years later on a much bigger stage, a much more magnified level, the Olympic stage, uh, coming up, coming from behind in the scorecards to eventually get a win. If you've never seen this Vale final round, or even if you just have watched it in real time but you haven't rewatched it in a few years, go back and revisit it. Fire up the live stream around if if you want to just watch kind of the tail end the timestamp is one hour 52 minutes and 43 seconds that's when Yanya comes out and, and begins her flash of that last boulder watch it and then watch the celebration that follows comp climbing doesn't get any better than that and and it doesn't get any better than Yanya winning at Vale in June of 2019. The next categorically indispensable event on the list is the 2019 World Championships in Hachioji, Japan. Now, granted, this does break a little bit from the norms of this podcast in that this is not a World Cup event. But nonetheless, these World Championships 2019 cannot be avoided, cannot be glossed over, because I think they very well might feature Yanya Garnbrett's finest performance or, or performances to date for a couple reasons. First of all, Yanya had won world championships prior to this. The world championships are they're an event that's usually or typically held every two years. So Yanya had won the lead discipline in 2016 at those world championships, and she earned a silver medal two years later in lead at the 2018 World Championships. And she won a a gold in bouldering at those same 2018 Worlds. But here in Hachioji in 2019 at these World Championships, again, I I think it's okay if we spoil the results here ahead of time. She ends up winning both the lead gold medal and the boulder gold medal. And the importance there is that would add big fuel for the argument that Yanya Garnbrett is the greatest of all time. So that is all packaged into into one reason why this might be her finest performance. Secondly, though, these world championships in 2019 were the first qualification event for the Tokyo Olympics. And that's actually why these world championships were held just one year after the 2018 World Championships, rather than that typical two-year increment. We had Worlds in 2018, we have Worlds just a year later in 2019. And 
at these 2019 worlds in prep for the eventual Olympics and, and the Olympics combined format here at the worlds, there is actually a combined discipline that links speed, boulder and lead. And Yanya ends up winning that too. So the greater eventuation, if you want to say of all this is that I think the multiple discipline wins for Yanya here at the 2019 Worlds vault her into another stratosphere in terms of fame, in terms of publicity. Because think about it. All of a sudden, she goes from being the biggest name on the comp climbing scene to being an Olympic favorite or to being the biggest name in the Olympic buildup for climbing. And climbing had a highly publicized Olympic buildup too because it was the first time ever for the sport to be in the Olympics. That all just makes for an entirely next level of media attention, of PR, of pro athlete status for Yanya, and so on and so forth. So in terms of how we can best survey these 2019 World Championships here, these are obviously... This is way too large of an event to get too deep into anything. The whole thing, the whole world's basically spanned two weeks from August 11th to August 21st, 2019. So they were just about two months-ish after Yanya had swept that 2019 Boulder World Cup season, which we just talked about. But here in Hachioji at the World's, Let's start with the boulder discipline. Yanya is superb. She's literally perfect from the get-go. She flashes all five of the boulders in the qualification round. She then tops three of the four boulders in the semifinal round. And then in the finals, which ends up featuring a pretty hard set of blocks. Not a ton of tops throughout this, this women's boulder final at these worlds. But Yanya, again, tops three of the four boulders, which ends up being one more top than anyone else who gets on the podium with her. So a pretty decisive win there in the boulder discipline. In the lead discipline, Yanya's performance is equally as impeccable in the qualification round. She's the only competitor to top both qualification routes. She doesn't quite top the semifinals route, but her, she ends up falling with a score of 38 plus, And that is more than three points, I think, higher than anyone else in the field. It's actually Yanya's Slovenian teammate, Vita Lukin, who gets closest to Yanya in the scores for these semifinals with a 35. So Vita's 35 compared to Yanya's 38 plus. Yanya's in the lead heading into the final round. And on the finals, in the finals, it's a it's a burly route. There's an upper section of some really hard, precarious slopers. But again, Yanya surpasses everyone else by at least several scored holds, three or four scored holds. She gets onto the headwall. Before she falls, she, she snags a score of 43-plus. I think the nearest to her in the scores is a 39-plus. So Yanya wins the gold in, in the lead to go along with the gold in bouldering. And I think Yanya's performance in lead in particular 
was spectacular because she had been beaten a few times prior to this, actually, on the 2019 World Cup circuit in the lead discipline by South Korea's Cheon So. I think because of that, there was a little bit of a... There was a strand of redemption for Yanya in winning lead at the World Championships, at least outwardly. To me, covering it as a reporter, it felt like that. It felt like there was a some reclamation by Yanya of that lead-climbing throne at the time. And also, in the process of winning the lead discipline at these Worlds in 2019, Yanya beats... Austria's Jessica Pills, who was actually the competitor that had beaten her to win the gold in lead at the World Championships in 2018, that one where Yanya had earned the silver medal. So there was a little bit of a reclamation there, too. Like I said, these 2019 World Championships were massive. An entire podcast could be dedicated solely to them, and maybe we'll even do that someday, because I think there's Beyond just Yanya's incredible performance, there's a ton to talk about. But for now, from these worlds, and in terms of Yanya specifically, we'll take her history-making golds in the multiple disciplines. We'll take the reclamation and the redemption that she earned in the lead discipline. We'll take the Olympic qualification that makes her a a global superstar, and we'll continue to the next selection on our exploration and appraisal of Yanya's biggest moments. Next up, how could anyone possibly survey Yanya Garnbrett's greatest moments and not talk about the Olympics, the, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics to be exact? Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you love the World Cup circuit, and I love the World Cup circuit, but there's no denying that these Olympics in Tokyo, which was the first time that climbing had ever been included in a competitive medal-earning capacity at an Olympic Games, these were of far greater significance than any World Cup or World Championship. The Tokyo 2020 Olympics were the biggest event in Yanya's career, at least up to this point. They were also the biggest event in the history of competition climbing. So, here they are on the list. They were held in the summer of 2021, despite being labeled the 2020 Olympics, because they were postponed for a year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But as mentioned a little bit ago, they combined speed, boulder, and lead, all three of those disciplines, into one singular event or singular discipline known as sport climbing. And what's really special and unique about the Tokyo Olympics, besides all that background and the framework and the uniqueness, is that we saw Yanya, once everything happened, we saw her have to draw upon that determination and some of that tenacity that we had seen back at the conclusion of the 2019 Boulder World Cup season, way back in Vail. There ended up being something of a come-from-behind win for Yanya here at the Olympics as well, or at least a degree of heightened drama. 
And in that way, I think it's really interesting to juxtapose Yanya's Olympic performance, which we'll get into in just a second, with the that performance that it took to qualify for the Olympics, those world championships in Hachioji that we just went over. Because she was so dominant at those world championships, practically from the start, right from the qualification portion, yet in contrast, at the Tokyo Olympics, it was much different from the beginning. It was a totally different tone, and and it ended up being a matter of her really having to put together a fairly epic rebound or, or a rally in between the rounds. So let's sift through all of the Olympic happenings a little bit for for this Tokyo 2020 extravaganza. It begins with a qualification round, which was held on August 4th, 2021, in Japan's Aomi Sports Park. It starts with a a speed portion, and each competitor in this speed portion for the qualification round gets two races. So Yanya's first race her opponent is Frances Julia Chanodie. Yanya's first race is right from the get-go. She slips midway up the wall. So she loses, and she ends up clocking a time of 10.32 seconds. Just for reference, Chanodie ends up clocking an 8.43. So, <laughs> side note, that's actually a, a personal, a new personal best for Chanodie. But totally different story for Yanya. Somewhat of a disaster at the start. But then, even more than that, Yanya also loses her second race. Again, she slips midway up the wall. She clocks a 9.44 compared to her same opponent, Shano D, clocks an 8.17. So, Yanya is really going to have to start putting things together, start rallying a little bit, or else her Olympic dreams are going to be dashed shockingly early. I mean, while the qualification portion is still going on. So then after speed, we get the boulder portion. Yanya ends up topping all four boulders, three of which, three of those tops are flashes. But then in the lead portion that follows, she again shows a little bit of vulnerability. She she clinches a score of 30. But some people like uh, uh, Che Yun So and who else? Jesse Pills. They end up getting higher than Yanya on the wall, so they conclude with higher scores in the lead portion. It's enough that Yanya does advance to the Olympic final round, but she's shown that she's perhaps susceptible to the the magnitude of the moment, maybe, or perhaps, if nothing else, she's in danger of, of losing or losing a spot on a podium after being so heavily favored to win for the past year, two years, ever since those those world championships where she looked so impressive. I remember there was a lot of really tense drama, a lot of good electricity to this particular span in hindsight, in between the Tokyo Olympics qualification round and the final round. Because, because of what had happened in qualification, because Yanya had been beaten at points, nobody knew what was going to happen with Yanya with her Olympic dream. It was all up in the air. It was really exciting. But then the finals begin and that true rally or that comeback, it begins as well. Yanya starts off much better. She wins a couple of races in 
the speed portion, and it's an elimination bracket style, so she kind of stays in the hunt through the bracket a little ways. It ends up putting her kind of in the middle of the pack. She's She ends up finishing the speed portion for the finals in fifth place out of eight, which is certainly not terrible, considering that speed is not her specialty discipline. It, it's just, you look at it and you're, you say, okay, this is, it's in the middle, fifth out of eight. It's kind of right where uh, you would expect her to be, or it's certainly a, a fairly comfortable position because we know her specialty disciplines are coming up. And with that, in bouldering, Yanya just flexes. I mean, this is where she shows her greatness. She tops boulders in this portion that nobody else manages to top. She wins the bouldering round. So if you think of it kind of in terms of the comeback and the eventual separation from the rest of the field, this is when it seems like Yanya kind of turns on the jets a little bit, turns on some of that rocket fuel that that she's shown she's able to do so many times in the past and really just distance herself from everyone out from everyone else to close things out then in the lead portion she reaches a a score 37 she reaches a the mark of 37 on the wall before falling it's higher than anyone else manages to get so yanya wins the lead portion too the way that the combined scoring worked for for the Olympic medals at these Tokyo games was it was a multiplication of the competitor's place in each portion. So to parcel that out a little bit, Yanya was fifth place in speed as as stated. Then she was first place in bouldering and she was first place in lead. So the the math there is fifth times first times first. Five times one times one equals five. So Yanya's total score in the Olympics final round is five. Closest to her in the scores, for reference, Japan's Miho Nanaka placed third in speed, third in boulder, and fifth in lead. So three times three times five equals Miho's total score is 45. So Yanya's at five, Miho's at 45. So Yanya earns the Olympic gold medal, Miho Nanaka earns the silver, and you can just go on down the line from there with all the multiplications and the math and whatnot. Yanya will forever be climbing's first Olympic gold medalist in the women's division. There will be other Olympic gold medalists in years to come and perhaps in decades to come, but there will never be any other firsts. And that is what I think makes this one so historic underpinned as well by the fact that it did require a little bit of a comeback from that qualification round to the final round. And also, it seems like combining the three portions, speed, boulder, and lead, combining all three of those into one discipline for the Olympics is is done. So that is forever an exclusive thing to just these Tokyo 2020 Olympics, which also gives some historic gravitas to Yanya's gold medal. Finally, for the last selection, 
I decided to throw a bit of a curveball here, or if if not a curveball, at least an event that might not jump off the page as one of the most lauded competitions in history. And I mean, if anything, there's some legitimate infamy to this event for reasons that I'll explain. But I think because Yanya still managed to do amazing things amid such a strange offering adds a little bit of uniqueness to her resume and to her list of career accomplishments. This one was the Chamonix Lead World Cup from the year 2022. So Yanya was about a year removed from her Olympic gold medal from Tokyo. July 10th, 2022 was the date of the final round in Chamonix. But a lot of that infamy that I spoke about was due to stuff that happened in the rounds that preceded this the final round. To put it bluntly, there were a ton of tops throughout this competition, but let's first just focus on the on the qualification. Five women, Yanya among them, topped both of the qualification routes. I, th- I think it's something like 12 women topped at least one of the qualification routes. So just right away, we see that, oh, geez, there's a lot of tops going on here. Then four women, again, Yanya among them, topped the semifinals route. Then in the finals, before Yanya is up to climb, Jessica Pills tops the route, Cheon So tops the route, then Laura Regora tops the route. But this is why I think this event has some unique appeal. All of those tops by the other women before Yanya essentially put Yanya in a position where she'd have to top if she wanted to win the gold medal here in Chamonix. That's a unique narrative. The route itself ends up featuring some pull and press, crimpy moves low, and then there's a middle section with some dual tech slopers. There are a few cut loose side pull moves in there too. Doesn't matter. Yanya crunches through all of them, crunches through all the moves, all the sections. She does get briefly stymied by clipping one of the draws midway up on the route, but it doesn't really, doesn't stop her too much. It doesn't rattle her too much. She continues climbing once she gets that clip. She gets onto the head wall, and then she does top this route as well and wins the gold medal. All the tops that came before Yanya's top make for a very different type of win here. They certainly make for a very different type of watch when you go back and rewatch this one. Um, And if you think about the wins that preceded this victory in Chamonix, for example, the Innsbruck World Cup, prior to this one in Chamonix, Yanya climbs significantly higher than anyone else. And then in the Villar World Cup that came right before this one, Yanya was the only competitor to, to get to the top of the finals route. So you could say that all of those previous wins maybe seemed a little more uh, decisive, I suppose, or, or maybe involved a little more of a kind of an, an assertive performance from Yanya. This one in Chamonix, in a little bit of a contrast, showed that she could win differently like we said when she had to top when the everyone else before her or a lot of the women before her had already topped it 
She showed that she could win when it was a matter of, of pressure, of having to match the rest of the field rather than having to just, uh, rather than a matter of just obliterating the rest of the field. Now, to do some due diligence here, I should mention that Yanya herself did not seem to be the biggest fan of this win. Or at least, I, I think we could say she probably wouldn't put this win on her 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 own personal list of of her greatest hits. Shortly after the event concluded, she wrote on Instagram. I'll read from her her Instagram here. A few days have passed since the World Cup in Chamonix, but the feeling of disappointment about the route setting is still more dominant than the joy about my win. After months spent dedicating to training and working on every single detail, each competitor wants to show what he or she is capable of. What happened in Chamonix is not what I've been training for and honestly feels disrespectful towards everyone's investment to push the sport. Allow us to show what we've got, to fight against the pump, and be fully satisfied for a reason. I understand her point completely, and I think there's certainly validity to that. But as, as a fan, I do think there are positives to be garnered from her performance in Chamonix, in my opinion, in comparing and contrasting this win and the manner of the win, what it took to achieve it, all the other career wins. This one was a little different. And, and it was different from both the wins of the this previous 2022 season and also just other wins throughout her career dating back to, to earlier years. As a companion to that, I'll play a clip from the Plastic Weekly debrief show that recapped this event. If you have not listened to Plastic Weekly, definitely go check out that channel on YouTube. Check out Plastic Weekly. Check out the debrief World Cup recaps. But here it is. This is the show's host, Tyler Norton, talking a bit about Yanya's win and why it was unique here at Chamonix. I'll let Tyler get the last word on all this because I think he sums it up really well. So Yanya... Yanyu had a really big win today, as much as it was less impressive in terms of climbing than her last two wins, which was so dominant, and just the eye test showed how strong a climber she was. This was probably the hardest uh, win of the season so far. And if there's more... And that will conclude... Our journey through Yanya Garnbrett's five biggest moments or biggest events, greatest hits, we could call it. I feel like we could have made a list that's three or four, five times as big as that, and it would have been just as enjoyable because Yanya has certainly given us plenty of greatness to dive into. But we limited it to five. I hope you enjoyed the selections that I that I made. I'd be curious to know which five events of her career that you'd put on that list. I think there's some room for some good variation since her career has been so legendary and because it's it's ongoing. But above all, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me as I tried this new series, this new idea to explore the 
careers of the all-time greats in batches of five. I had a good time with it. I hope you did too. See you next time on Past Podiums. quick before we get out of here thanks again for listening thanks to audio coffee coma media and less fm for doing the music and if you'd like to go back and watch all the rounds that we just talked about you can find them on the youtube channels of the international federation of sport climbing and the olympics see you next time